Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. How many of you dream? You dream at night? You dream dreams? Yeah, that's good. And uh, how many of you sleepwalk and dream at the same time? Or just, you know, maybe your spouse knows that or somebody else, maybe your parents. How many of you have ever thought your dreams were, were real when you got up the next day? Something, I mean, really, honestly, you ever had that happen before? I mean, then the longer you go in the day, you're like, no, no, that didn't really happen, but you dreamed it to happen. And uh, it's amazing because we're going to talk about a guy today In Genesis 28, if you have your Bibles, turn there with me. A guy who woke up a different person after the God-given dream that he had. He woke up different on the other side of this dream. Genesis 28, this guy, his name was Jacob, and he was on a journey and had chosen a place to sleep for the night, and it was a place called Luz. Can you say Luz? Luz. Okay, we're not talking about... Paris or New York City. We're talking about Luz here. There wasn't anything special there. It was just Luz. Until one very ordinary night, what happened was Jacob experienced an extraordinary encounter with God. And in verse 16, it says this, when Jacob woke up, He thought, surely the Lord is in this place, and I was unaware of it. The place for Jacob, understand this, had not changed. It was still a desert, because that's what Luz is, with only a rock for a pillow, this portion of Scripture says. But in that place, God showed up in his life. When when Jacob woke up that morning, honor woke up. Formality Dishonor, common complacency, went to sleep, and honor woke up. There's a lot of talk about woke and wokeness, but I'm here today to talk to you today about waking up honor in our life. Can somebody say honor with me? We're going to wake up honor. How many of you know that our country, how many of you know that our cities, how many of you know our workplaces and our campuses need to be a place of honor? Amen? How many of you are with me today? Are you with me today? We need to be people of honor. Christians should be people of honor. We should give it out. We see when Jacob woke up, honor woke up. And let me just tell you, honor is really about putting value on something or someone. It's about putting value on something or someone. But dishonor is treating something or someone as common. It's just common. So Jacob says, this is not just an ordinary place. Oh, no, this is a great place. This rather simple place called Luz has value, and I wasn't even aware of it before the dream. I had not even recognized it before this. But now I see it, and he's saying this, now I get it, that God showed up. He showed up how? Well, well, Jacob was a very broken person, so God showed up to him in his brokenness, in his weariness, because he needed Jacob to come to the end of himself so that he could fully rely on God. I believe that every person in here has places in their life that represent Luz. Places that look and seem so ordinary that are completely, that we are so unaware of. And and it's important in our lives that we understand that and have an awareness. In other words, places where God is that we don't even know that he is there. Like people 
that are in our lives that he has sent to us, that we should honor people. Times and places and events and opportunities and circumstances that just seem like luz, but actually it's a place that God has brought us to to do something new in our lives like he did in Jacob. It's a connection that God made happen in Jacob's life and he wants to make happen in our life. But inside of it, it has all the wrappings of normality in the ordinary. But it's everything but ordinary. It's a God moment. It's that God moment, a God-specific point that he brings us to in a time that it wouldn't happen except for the plan of God that he brought along our pathway. It was more than just love a commonplace. It was meant to be by God an awakening in our life. Like Jacob Many of us move along in our lives still unaware that God was in a place. Has that ever happened to you? Maybe years down the road, maybe a couple months down the road, you look back and you realize God was in that place and I was unaware of it. I would say that most of us in this room would say, yes, I've had that occasion. I've had that moment. I can say that in my own life that There was a place where I missed God. I was totally unaware that he was there and he was doing something powerful. And I was was unaware of it, just like Jacob. And so have you. But Jacob woke up and honor woke up and said, the Lord was here. I didn't even know it. And he began to bring honor. And he began to do some things in this very ordinary place to begin to show honor after this dream. Many of you know it as Jacob's ladder dream inside of scripture. But how many of you know that most dishonor is not intentional? Though it can come from a place of disrespect, don't get me wrong, it's usually a lack of interest and awareness. This series, what I'm going to encourage us to do is wake up a culture of honor and be students in the university of honor. Are you with me? Say yes. Our instincts as humans is to assume that most things and most people are not interesting, are not interesting which causes us to overlook and undervalue most everything in our lives. And most of the time that comes from a place of pride. That we have so much pride in ourselves that we're not concerned with looking at other people and giving honor. We just want people to show us honor. And that's all that matters. There has to be a change. There has to be a turn inside of this that we have to come to this place to know that we as believers in Christ are called to a different place and that is to honor one another. See, that assumption that, well, hey, they're undervalued causes people to overlook relationships, overlook opportunities, talents, blessings, and not even see the great, the grand, and the glorious that often goes unnoticed in our life. Have you ever seen an expensive piece of art and think, I could do a better job at that? I mean, really, have you ever seen that before? You're like, what in the world were they thinking? Well, when I show you this picture of Van Gogh that he painted, you probably say, I could probably do a whole lot better job than that piece of art. My kids can paint better than that. This is one of Dr. Gachette, painted by Van Gogh. It's worth $82.5 million. Van Gogh, during his lifetime, sold only one painting while he was alive, and this was to a friend for a very small amount of money. And while Van Gogh was never a success during his life, he plugged on with painting, sometimes starving physically to complete his over 800 known works. And today, they bring in hundreds of millions of dollars. 
What am I saying? Most honor is not intentional. It's a lack of interest in awareness of the great and the grand and the glorious of our lives. You know, some hospitals, they, they will play music, a lullaby when a baby is born. And they look at each birth as brilliant as that baby is highly, is a highly intellectual world changer. You ever been in a hospital, every time a baby's born, they play music? You ever done that? Yeah. It's pretty amazing that that life coming has just been born is an amazing God-given creation. See, but many times we're completely unaware of the great and the grand and the glorious. I pray that we begin to leave, live a 3G life. Well, we are people that constantly look every day for the things that are great, the things that are grand, and the things that are glorious. What would our world be like if we begin to cultivate, we begin to honor, we begin to speak honor and live a life of honor every single day and every single moment? I mean, when's the last time you've ever dropped an honor bomb? I mean, really, have you ever done that before? Like, you're going to encourage somebody, you're going to assume the best, and you're going to honor them? I mean, when's the last time you've ever dropped an honor bomb, right? Now, this is, you know, this is a nice bomb. This is not a bad bomb. This is a nice honor that you're going to give somebody, because it's better to assume value than to overlook value. Amen? See, what am I saying is when awareness goes up, honor goes up. Listen, when we have an awareness of honor, honor goes up as well. So let's raise the awareness of honor, church. Let's be carriers and communicators of honor in our lives. Like, we should be honoring people. Every single person on planet Earth, we should honor. We honor them because they are God's creation. You know, you normally don't hear, hear people honor somebody until they've died, right? I mean, what's the problem with us that we can't give honor to someone while they're still alive? I wouldn't, wouldn't you want them to hear it? Because once they're in the casket, they ain't hearing a thing. They've already made it to the other side. But let's be people that honor other people in our lives. That should be our goal. Amen? You're a little quiet today. Come on. Are we going to honor or are we going to not? Are we checked out? You're already thinking about a hot dog or what? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right? Don't make me preach this message alone. We should honor places. You I mean, we, we don't worship buildings, but you honor places where their heart was there and the architecture and the things like that. We should honor God's purpose, that God has a plan for us. It's a plan to prosper us. We should honor God's purposes, that he's placed within our lives, every single human being. Many times in our country, there are protests, aggression, and looting breaking out. And, and then you can see that what happens in that, there's a destruction of property, the looting of businesses that are trying to work hard, people that have given their livelihood to it, through the burning of law enforcement vehicles and the killing of law enforcement officers and, and other people, these bystanders along the road. And then you can go to another country and watch hundreds of thousands of people or a million people that they'll protest and it's completely honorable. And there's almost no looting. The honor of their culture is a greater restraint than the walls and doors that are around them. I think we need to teach our kids and our grandchildren about honor. 
right? We need to teach them, and it needs to trickle down from us that we should be honoring people's property. We should be honoring those that are around us. We should be honoring people in the places and, and people's uh, heart and their position and what God has called them to as well. Here's a couple of things today that I would just want to encourage you to honor. We should honor the past. Jacob said, I'm not going to stay in Luz. I need to move on, but I'm going to build a memorial here because this is something I need to remember and I need to value and I need to honor as I move forward in my life. Why? Because Luz changed me. That very normal desert place, I met with God and it changed me. So we are where we are today because someone invested, someone worked hard, someone gave their life for us, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a parent, whether it's a grandparent or whatever it may be, somebody went before us and sowed good seed to be in the place that we're in. Amen? It didn't just happen. Somebody did the hard work that have gone before us. We should honor them. We should honor the past. As we move forward in our lives, there's a couple of things I want to suggest that we build honor memorials to, because Jacob did that. He, he, he did that. And so the first one I want us to do is to honor our Christian history. The average pers- person that's passed by our churches today has no idea where we came from, who we are, and where we're going. They have no idea the price that was paid between the cross and right now for our salvation, for the church. And I would like to challenge those who know Jesus Christ as your Savior that the church is not a place to be treated as common or taken for granted. Jesus gave his life for this church. We should worship God in honorable ways. When we come in the doors of the church, you shouldn't be like, well, they're singing a song. I don't even know the song. I don't even like the song, so I'm not going to sing I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to cross my arms. Rather, we should be people that are honoring God in honorable ways. Amen? We should honor him. We should do that. Let's not take what Jesus did for us on the cross for granted. Second place to honor memorial is to our nation's history. Honor America. I didn't say worship America. I said honor America. And the people who paved the way for us with their blood and their sweat and their tears. Go to the battlefields. Visit our landmarks and our museums. Read the stories of what it took to sign the Declaration of Independence. I've walked with my family, like many of you, through Arlington National Cemetery, watched the changing of the guard at the tomb of the unknown soldier, felt the sadness of lost lives and the triumph of victories won. When we see people burn the American flag, we should ship them to another country. Well, you're more vocal than the first service on this. Huh. We love everybody, but if you don't like our country, that's a problem. Because people paid the price for us. We should show honor. Yes, I understand our allegiance is to God first. But we live in a great country, and we need to honor what we have. And I just want to remind you today, the founders meant to keep government 
out of the church, not God out of government. And if you have that one mixed up, you need to go back and study history. Okay? Because some people got that one messed up. But that's how the founders meant it. And everybody in this room would shake their head to yes how much our government needs the Lord. There's very ordinary places in our life. There's a lot of luz. There's a lot of places. They don't look that way, but they are. They're ordinary. But do not forget the people that God put in your life to add blessing. Don't do that. Don't forget that. Then honor the present, I should say. Honor the past, honor the present. It's important to honor both the past and the present. You know, if you only honor the past, you just get stuck in the past, right? If you honor both the present and the past, you will honor the past without living in the present. Past. Because your honor for the present won't let you live in the past. Today matters. Do you realize that today matters in our life? You know, some people are always seeing God in the past. Others are only seeing God in the future. But honoring the present means seeing God in today. Wherever you are at today, be there. Enjoy it. This is a gift from God today. Honor your life. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So it's dishonoring to live in yesterday or tomorrow while today is going on. It's a gift. Somebody shout today, will you? Today. Today. Honor it. 2 Corinthians 6, 2. Today is the day of salvation. Today. Today. So important to know that. We should be people that honor each other in our speech. Yes, we live in a country of freedom of speech, but Ephesians 4, 28, do not let any unwholesome words come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for the building of others up. And you know, this includes social media networks, right? This, this means that. This is amazing to me. There are Christians, hello, if you're a Christian, listen to me. There are Christians tearing down other Christians in other churches. What side are you on? Hello? I mean, come on. You, you should be on the Lord's side. If you never know that before, we're called to be on the Lord's side. We can't be tearing down each other and expect to win. Right? We need to be lifting each other up, and we need to honor each other in our words. I mean, isn't it, haven't you noticed that hate generates more clicks than love online? I mean, that's upside down. Let's call out the best in each other. Let's call out the best and what's best and what's yet to come rather than the worst and keep tearing each other down. How about honor your potential? Here's Abe Lincoln. Prepare yourself and your time will come. Honor your potential by loving yourself like God loves you. And realize that God put within you incredible and amazing potential that you are the only you that there has ever been. He goes on to say, take care of you, educate you, talk well to you, walk in God's will for you, associate yourself with God's people. It is really sad to think that so many people are not living up to their God-given potential. We should be honoring the potential that is inside of our lives and the people that are around us. That every person in here has incredible potential, whether it's a two-talent, four-talent, ten-talent person, don't compare yourself with somebody else. That dishonors God. 
God made you to be you, and you have an incredible potential in your life. Decide you're just going to be the best you that God made you to be. And so what's crazy is that many times that we have people, some are eagles, hanging out with chickens. Right? Are you with me? I mean, do you still love me? Because some of you are looking at me really crooked right now. Okay. I heard about a man, he wanted to enter his mule in the Kentucky Derby. And the organizers told him, you can't do that. And furthermore, his mule had no chance of winning the Derby. And he says, I know that. He said, I just thought the associations would be good for him. So think about that. So I'd rather be a mule hanging around racehorses than a racehorse hanging around a mule. Honor your potential. Honor your potential. Do that. You're a child of God. Live up to that name. That's what we're called to do. We're called to honor position. Romans 13.1, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. Think about that line right there for a moment. When you think God would never allow somebody to be in an office, a position, whatever they are in the land. No, take me out of it. That's his word. There is no authority except that which God has established. Okay? The authorities that exist have been established by God. It's very easy to have people over us and get cynical and become dishonoring and assume that we know more than them. Like, I can't believe they're in that place above me. I mean, (laughs) you've seen my resume. (laughs) Right? Have you seen me? I mean, come on. I mean, it's amazing. But see, what happens, if you allow yourself to get cynical about authority and leadership, what happens is the undercurrent becomes a flow of dishonor and will draw you away from God's best. Right? See, I don't think you've passed the test of authority until you've disagreed with authority and still held a position of honor toward them. You know, long before I became the lead pastor of this church, I served under great men of God at other churches. I served there, and hey, there were many opportunities to dishonor them. Oh, I default like you to my human behavior, our human behavior, dishonor, dishonor, dishonor. That's not hard. What's hard is to honor, but it's the right thing to do. So long before... God will take you up. He's going to see where you're at right now. And are you honoring the people that are around you? Are you honoring the people above you? Are you honoring the people below you, beside you? God says, I look at those things. When you're saying you want to be way up there, God's saying, I have you here for a reason, and I'm watching your life whether you're going to do that or not. Remember, the Bible says God is the one who elevates you, right? That's the word. God elevates He's the one that will take you up. Remember the Roman centurion, Matthew 8, said to Jesus, Lord, please heal my servant. This is a Roman centurion. This is not somebody low on the scale. Jesus said, listen, I will come to your house and heal your servant. He said, you don't need to come to my house. I, this is a great passage. 
I too am a man under authority. He understood authority. I have authority over me, he said. I have servants under me, and I tell them to go and do what I've called them to do. So he said, Jesus, just say the word, and, and, and he'll be healed. Remember what Jesus said, I haven't found faith this great even in Israel. This is a Roman. I haven't found faith this great. What, what am I saying? Why did he understand faith so much? This is the thing we don't connect many times. Why did he understand faith so much? Because he understood authority. What's the principle of honor? To honor those in authority. Because authority produces faith. That's it. Authority in our life, we understand that. We understand the levels of authority. It produces faith. So you can't have God's favor and blessing on your life if you don't honor authority. Can I hear a big amen today? Some of you are like, mm, I'm biting my tongue right now. I know it's hard. It's the same to me, easy message for any person in this room, sound of my voice. But it's the right thing to do. It's the honorable thing to do, whether we like it or not. But, but if you really want to have faith, then you honor authority. Scripture goes to show us this. It goes to tell us this. And so you have to understand, if you've ever been part of a decision-making team, an executive team, decision-making process, you've done the hard work of critical thinking, you can underestimate the complexity of organizational leadership and decision-making that happens around us all day long in all of our workplaces. See, just like the chair you're sitting in, it's connected. So the chair you're sitting in is connected to the other chair sitting next to you. And so if you move one chair, the result is a ripple-down effect of all the chairs that are connected. There's a complexity that happens. But God says, listen, I want you to honor what I honor and what I've put into place. And so you see that every decision is more complex than I realize, whether in our government, our workplace. But what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to honor. Somebody shout honor today. Honor. Amen. When Jacob woke up that morning, honor woke up, and formality, dishonor, and common complacency went to sleep, and honor woke up. Jacob said, this is not just an ordinary place. This is a great place. This is a great moment that God has given to me. And so my takeaway for you and for me today is I'm asking and encouraging you to be an unapologetic carrier and communicator of honor and that you would build a memorial and you would begin to act on it today. No matter who is around you, God just called you to honor them. Above you, honor them. Below them, honor them. That's what he's called us to do. And when we raise the awareness, we lift honor higher and higher and higher in our life. And because of that, Faith will build in us that only God can give to us. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are called as your children to honor you first in all that we do and say. That, Father, we would lift your name up and we would honor you, Lord, in every aspect of our life today. 
I pray that we would just take a moment, if there's any area in us where we are being dishonorable to people around us, that we would raise the awareness in our life, that we would honor you first, God, and that when we get that right, other things in our life will begin to make sense because they're all interconnected. That, Father God, I pray that we would honor our spouse. You call us in our word to honor our husband or our wife. That children would honor their parents. That we would honor our bosses. That, Father God, you've put every bit of authority into place. You, you, you have allowed that, God, and many times we may not even understand it, and we may grade against it, and we may talk dishonorable about it, but, God, you've put them in place for a reason, and you are God and we are not. So, Father, today we come again and we pray for our president of the United States. I pray for his family. I pray for his marriage. Father, I pray for him. I pray for godly direction and wisdom that would be to his heart and his mind in Jesus' name for our vice president, her family, Lord, today. Lord God, I pray for those in our, their president's cabinet, to those that are around him in the administration, that God, even now, you are raising up godly leaders to be in the midst of them, Lord, to speak truth and to pray life, God, that they are already there, that they are being raised up for this time and this moment in history, Lord God, to create a culture of honor that, Lord, our government would come back and begin to honor you again in Jesus' name. Lord, allow it to happen, God, based on our Judeo-Christian values that they would be... Uh, once again be lifted up as a priority that your word would be lifted up in this country lord where we have so much to be grateful for and thankful for for our freedoms today lord help us god to be people of honor and to honor you and to honor one another we pray in jesus name and everyone said amen and amen listen we want to take a moment today and honor our veterans that are in the room. And what I'm going to have you do, I just want everybody, if you will stand to your feet with me, because I'm going to ask all those veterans that you would take a moment today and make your way out of your seats, and you'd begin, and you'd come here upon this stage, and you would join me. So come on, veterans, would you step out, and would you give them thanks? Please, come on up here. Amen. Thank you. Come on. Come on, would you take a moment today? Honor men and women that have served our great country. Keep coming. Keep coming. If you can't make it up, stand right here. Stand right here. Anyone else? Come on now, let's give a hero's thanks and a hero's welcome to those that have served our great country. Thank you. Come on, do it like you really mean it now. Come on, church. Come on. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for serving this great country. And we're thankful today to those that paid the ultimate sacrifice that have passed on for our freedom, their blood and their sweat and their tears. Thank you. Thank you for serving this great country. And I will tell you, anytime you leave this country and come back, you realize how great this country really is. So come on, let's give a big thanks to our veterans here. Thank you so very much. We love you and are appreciative of your leadership and serving. Hallelujah. Thank you for you. Every one of you. 
Hallelujah. For those that are serving on foreign soil today that can't be with their families, we're thankful to them as well. Happy Freedom Sunday, everybody. God bless you and have a wonderful week in Jesus. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.